0: Chapter 6, Friend and Father, Luke 11, 1-4. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Do you think Jesus' disciples took on some of his mannerisms and phrases after hanging out with him? Well, they would have to, right? That's just part of human nature. When you hang around someone a lot, you start to sound and act like them. It's especially true when you're around someone who has that much impact on you. I've had friends who use their hands a lot when they talk. And after being around them, I started doing that too. I've had friends who laughed in a certain way. And even one friend who claps when he laughs. And after being around these guys, I started doing that stuff too. In fact, I would think one of the coolest things about getting to hang around Jesus must have been the fact that you would start to talk and act more like him. Even now, One of the things that draws people to spend time with the Lord in his word and alone in prayer and worship is that they want to become more like him. When you see Jesus in the scriptures, there's just no one else like him. The way he talks to people, the way he cares about people and senses their needs is unlike anything else. He's tender, kind, and yet completely bold and fearless. He's brilliant, insightful and irresistibly magnetic. Powerful people were afraid of him, and yet powerless people would flock to him. Oppressive authorities wanted to get rid of him while innocent kids ran to him and climbed all over him. One amazing thing about Jesus is that whether they hated or loved him, everyone hung onto every word that came out of his mouth. He was a singular personality, and almost everyone who really looks at him, his words, and his life winds up wanting to be just like him that's why it's no surprise to open up to luke chapter 11 and see one of jesus's guys saying to him teach us to pray they were probably constantly asking this kind of thing from jesus so that they could learn more and more to be like him it's interesting to me that this disciple did not say teach us how to pray but rather teach us to pray it's not that they were really looking for a playbook for prayer no they were looking for a philosophy of prayer or the mentality Jesus had about prayer. They saw Jesus rise early every day before the sun, break away from the crowds and just go spend time with God alone. They heard that familiarity, intimacy and joy of Jesus's prayers. That's what they wanted. The guys were really saying to Jesus, you get something about prayer that we don't. You know the secret, so give us that thing, whatever it is. Jesus should have told these guys to sit down and buckle up because he was about to change everything. The things he said about prayer were amazing. He, he didn't hold anything back. He, he flipped the paradigms of everything they thought they knew about God and pulled back the curtain, revealing the true secret of what it means to know and talk with the Almighty. The amazing thing is he did all this with one little word. Jesus said, when you pray, say father. That's it right there. That word was the game changer. Jesus gave people the right to call the most high God, their dad. Now, That might not seem like a big deal to you if you were kind of raised in a church and have always known God as your heavenly father. But for these guys, this was totally new information. No one called God their father. They called Abraham their father. They called Adam their father. They called their ancestral patriarch their father, but no one called God their father. That was way too familiar a term for a human being to use about the creator of the universe. And Jesus changed everything with that little word. He was saying, guys, if you want to be as fired up about prayer as I am, all you need to realize is that I am giving you the right to be called God's very own kids. He then went on to tell the story about a guy who had a midnight visitor and no food to feed him. So he went over to another friend's house, banged on the locked door, woke the dude up, pestered him for bread. Jesus said he didn't give the bread because they were friends, but because he wanted to stop being pestered. Then Jesus goes on to say, your dad's door is never locked. Go to him, knock on his door. It'll always be open. Now, some of us had great dads and yet some of us had dads we're still trying to get over. But when Jesus tells you that God is your dad, He's saying that, that everything you can imagine in the perfect dad is now yours, regardless of the dad you had or didn't have. This dad is here to help you, to provide for you, to protect you and love you. He's always there, always watching you, smiling over your life, brimming over with fatherly pride about who you are. And he always wants you to come to him with every joy and every heartbreak. You have a dad who's a friend. He's better than any friend ever because he already knows everything and loves you still, no matter what, forever and ever. Of course, the thing Jesus didn't tell them that day was that the cost of God becoming our father was going to be paid by Jesus personally. You know, our Lord always called God his father, except for one time. When Jesus was on the cross, the entire world became dark in the middle of the day. All of the sin of the world was on Jesus's shoulders as if he himself had done it all, even though he never did. And God the father turned away. Jesus was disowned, cast out. He screamed out into the darkness, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's the one time he didn't call God his father. In a way, he lost his father for our sake. Our Lord felt the agony of not having God as his dad so that you and I, would never have to feel that way ever again you have a heavenly father you will never lose him and he'll never turn away from you thanks be to our lord who gave us the right to be called his kids for more on this get yourself to a quiet place Read Luke 11, 1 through 13. Think about what Jesus gave up in order for you to have God as your dad. Think about what it means that you can call on your heavenly father whenever you need him and for anything. Now, how does that make you feel toward Jesus? Tell him all about it.